Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. I am very pleased to be talking with James Francis today, author of our latest book, There's Coffee in the Fridge, One Man's Journey Through Anxiety and Depression. Good to see you, Jim. Good to see you, Liz. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, your story is definitely resonating with people. We've had number one bestseller in six different categories. So people are interested wow. in learning more about what you've been through. Um, and I know as, as reading your book, the way that you tell the story is very powerful and humorous, um, very real and raw. And um, so I appreciate you, you having the courage to put this out there. I'd love to hear from you what inspired you to tell your story in this way. I think the main inspiration really was my family, uh, especially my wife, um, because living through the the breakdown, the breakthrough, the evolution of that, the learning that comes along with that, um, you know, it's 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 something to be proud of and to be um, accepted as part of who I am, and so. Um, I actually spoke to a group of people way before I started to write the book, or at least thought of the book as a book, and um, realized how many people experienced very something very similar to me, um, and and they're just hiding it, and they're afraid to come out and say, "Hey, I'm living this experience, and I wish somebody else was." And so I've lived it, and you know, my family and I lived through it together to a certain extent. And I think just putting it out there was the impetus behind that was to allow other people to feel that it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so that that felt to me like admission is not the right word, but the appropriate next step in my evolution, right? My own development, my own learning, and uh, and that's that's the reason why I sat down and actually decided to take my journals and other writings and create an actual book. Mm -hmm. What was that like to go through to write the story? It was very cathartic um, on, on one hand and, and helpful, and it was also painful. You know, I, I, I've gone through a, a, a lot of self-analysis, a lot of um, talk therapy, um, a lot of interactive modalities in, to become healthy. Uh, and... Um, Sitting and writing these things allowed me to really expand on the therapy of reckoning with some of the trauma in my life. So, you know, it, the range of emotions and sitting and writing something like this, like some of the stories that I tell about about depressive episodes and wanting to kill myself and and being driven by the, the thought and the obsession about um, suiciding, um, the range of emotions was anywhere from wow, man, this was really hard to, wow, I lived through this and look, look where I am. I feel really good. And it's funny, it continues today, right? It's like reading any book. I, I, I may have read East of Eden three or four times. And every time I pick it up, I find something new. So I read my book, uh, a chapter from my book two weeks ago. And it's a, it's a story about my father and I um, out fishing. And like, I could read it now and it'd be fine. But two weeks ago, it hit me really hard. And I cried uncontrollably for, I don't know, half an hour. But 
um, that is the magic of that process, right? You you have to be meet it where it is, and and uh, and just feel your way through it. And sometimes those feelings are good, and sometimes they're bad, but uh, but it's all a, has a purpose. Thank you for sharing what that really looks like, the writing process. It's yeah. not easy, and it can surprise. From working with different authors, it can be surprising to them. Yeah, and yeah. to me, as I read my things, they go, "Why am I still?" Why am I still feeling this? Why am I crying over this thing that I wrote before? And I've been, and it it is just such a healing experience. There's nothing like it of of allowing that release to happen. So yeah. it's beautiful that you were willing to face that um, for yourself, but also all the people that are going to be hearing this story and be benefiting from it. One of the reasons I was really drawn to publish your book was because. I'm very passionate about creating a society where men can talk about these things mm. instead of feeling like, okay, it's all right for women to have emotions or talk about being sad, but men can't go there, right? And so there, yeah. it seems like their expression that's safe in our society is anger. Like that's the only, that's the yeah. thing that is allowed. I think we're getting better as a society, but if you just scratch the surface on that, what's I your agree. thoughts on I, I agree 100%. Part of of what I talk about in the book is sort of the socialization of men from a very young age about just put your head down and keep going. And yes, it has gotten slightly better and there are people out there talking about these things, but um, I just, I was in a board meeting this morning for the co a company that I work with. Um, and, um, you know, the, the guys in the room are talking about football or they're talking about the weather and that, that's not real connection right and so the magic in the world is about connection and it takes a little while to get and this is my experience to get a man who um doesn't understand that to really see that that there's a huge value in that and it's okay to say you know what i'm having a bad day or the world is not treating me the way that i would like it to or whatever you know but but men just don't want to go there. And there's a, the, the interesting thing about what I've experienced is so many people that were in my life when my crisis occurred and I went through my evolution just left. Like, mm. I think it was just too much for people to accept or it was too close to home, whatever the reason. And my wife and I had had conversations about this because you know, she would say to me, well, there's got to be men out there that, that are connected. And, you know, and I would be like, no, I've never met one. So these people started to leave because for whatever reason, right? Um, but then it was amazing the people that came into my life. And it's mm -hmm. continuing to happen now. And having the book um, hit the, the market this week, I have gotten more uh, phone calls and emails from people who I haven't seen in 20 years who say, I can't believe this, that you were going through this, number one, but I've been through this. My husband went through this, my cousin, whatever. And so that to me tells me that uh, it's time and, and it's, a, it's a much needed conversation. Yes. And I think too, I think it's important to talk about that you can be like, you are a successful man. You can look at your life and go, have it, he has it all. And it doesn't mean that you don't experience these types of things. Yes. In fact, from, from my read of your book, it's like you had to keep it shut down for yep. a long time in order to be able to be in that space 
mm-hmm. and to kind of juggle those things. So um, that's a dance too, that I think is important for people to know and to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that becomes, it really becomes part of your consciousness. And when it does become part of your consciousness, it's, it's so obvious how empty in some interactions are and some mm-hmm. people are. And it's not a judgment, but it just is very interesting to watch. And it makes me sad, you know, um, because the connection. Uh, so I believe that, that we're here to connect, right? We're here to understand each other. We're here to have really valued um, interactions. And when I don't have a valued interaction with someone because they're shut down, I walk away feeling almost empty, unfulfilled. And mm-hmm. I wish that I had that moment back where I could say, hey, you know, talk to me about life and, and you know, but I'm not, and I'm not suggesting you walk around trying to do this with everybody, but when you do make that connection, it is the coolest thing ever, you know, so. And so you had an, an excerpt from the book that you wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Want to go into that now? Sure, I can, I can read a, a, a quick page or a shorter page in the book just to sort of set the stage. This is in the middle of the book. Um, and it really is the first depressive episode that I experienced in my life where I was actually suicidal and thinking about suicide. And I was 12 years old. And so the, the story um, as it's happening is a day that I basically caught out of school in sixth grade and disappeared into my backyard and was with my thoughts uh, alone mm-hmm. as a 12 year old kid, not really understanding the world. So um, I'll write, I'll, I'll read this, it's, it's chapter 10. Uh, and it's entitled The Suicide Cycle Begins. On that day, on the sun-filled deck of an old abandoned boat covered with leaves, I thought about killing myself for the first time. Why not? I had heard about people that had done it, and it seemed to be a great solution to feeling really down. Depression is real, as real as cancer, hepatitis, asthma, HIV, and any other dread disease that we experience in this existence. The problem with depression is that it is a disease that is not seen. In most cases, there are no physical characteristics to depression. If somebody you are close with is suffering from a bout of depression, you would probably see the physical changes that go along with the poor sleeping habits, undereating, overeating, jittery behavior. But if you weren't close with me, you would have no idea that I was suffering the deepest of dis-ease. In addition, the ignorance that exists around mental illness is akin to the ignorance that my sister faced as she went through her life with Down syndrome. People see depression and other mental illness as a weakness, especially in men. So most people are afraid to admit that they need help and they do not seek treatment. They just drag themselves around from minute to minute and from day to day, trying their best to put on a happy face and get through the effing day without killing themselves. Uh, I experienced several bouts of depression through my teens and at times I was very close to taking my life. And then uh, one time I pulled my car into the garage and closed the door while the engine was running All I had to do was stay there and go to sleep. I don't know what persuaded me to yank the heavy wooden door open after about 10 minutes. And I was so pissed at myself that I had chickened out and regretted it for years. You got me crying, Jim. I'm crying. (laughs) You know what? That's a good thing. Uh, I want want people to read this and laugh and cry. And I, I know you know you've read this many times, probably more times than you would have liked. <laughs> it, is, it, it is at times funny. And, and it is something that we need to talk about. And I understand it's an uncomfortable topic, which is why I bring humor to it. 
Um, and it's not to make light of it, but it is to just get people to feel comfortable having the conversation. Exactly. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners today? I think for me, the main purpose of this, of putting such a personal story out there, again, I mentioned connection, um, and it's to build a level of communication and connection in your life. It really is that simple. And I'm trying to get to start a conversation um, with men and the people that love them to establish that connection. And, and once that is there, it's impossible to turn away from. And so that ultimately is why I, I wrote this book and what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm. Thank you. If someone wants to reach out to you and connect with you, what is the best way to do that? So um, the website is there's coffee in the fridge.com where we have an Instagram page, same thing. There's coffee in the fridge. There's a TikTok page, although I haven't been on that. Um, I think TikTok is being used by younger folks than, than I am. Um, and um, th that's the best way to do it. But the website, you can go there. There's a link to buy the book. There's, there will be other information. There'll be a newsletter and some other stuff that will that we will start to populate. Um, this is all happening pretty quickly in terms of, you know, interest and in, in, um, actually got a, um, uh, a message this morning from somebody on Facebook. Oh, it's on Facebook as well. So there's coffee in the fridge as a Facebook page. I got an, uh, an inbox today from someone who runs uh, a mental health for men podcast, and he wants me to come and sit in on that. So um, those are the best ways to, to get in touch. Excellent. Thank you so much for putting in the work to write this book and share your story. Thank you for being with me today and sharing your story here. I'm so grateful for your time, Jim. Thanks, Liz. I appreciate you very much. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving.